everybody, welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast of discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. My name is Richard Santiago, and you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Media Review Pod. Send emails at MediaReviewPod at gmail.com or leave a voicemail by calling 407-603-5847. My guest today is my great buddy, JC Chang. Welcome back. What up, Richard? Are we in the multiverse where we liked Doctor Strange or we didn't? We'll find out soon. Well, for the audience, JC is here because, well, I think you all know why JC is here. We're going to be talking about a movie where our hero gets sent into a myriad of universes and the villain is going through a debilitating depression that makes her just lash out in the most ruthless way. But Didn't you already do an episode of Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yeah, I was going to say that we're also going to be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, JC, last time we spoke, you were a bachelor, right? And now you're a married man. Congrats. Thanks, man. How it was awesome feel? to have you and your wife there. Yeah, yeah. Hope you was, had a good time. It hope was you, great. Hope you uh, imbibed in the, and took advantage of the open bar. Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful... And the open bar of COVID. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up, but uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful ceremony. Uh, it was a, a great reception. We had a lot of fun without any masks. And when we came back to Florida, we, we brought we we brought someone else as well it was me my wife and the rona uh so <laughs> so yeah jc and i were part of a super spreader that's right all right so you mentioned that you you did you did see um everything everywhere all at once and i, did. I don't know if you heard my podcast episode on it but so you know how I feel about that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just curious to know what you think. I walked out and texted my my friend, and I was, I was like, "This is the best movie I've probably seen in my entire life." <laughs> yes, because for so many reasons. I mean, that movie just resonated with me on so many levels. Like, mm -hmm. first of all. It's an action movie. It's an action movie that talks about multiverses, which is what I'm totally into, right? I mean, that's like totally comic book territory. Uh -huh. But then you get to the Asian American experience, you know, the the, the intergenerational drama or yeah. uh, trauma that is is so present, you know, between uh, Evelyn and Joy, and and then it just starts to speak to me on that level. Mm -hmm. And then you have the the whole thing with you know Evelyn and Waymond. And, and, you know, that, that spoke to me very much because, um, I have no, no, uh, problem admitting that I am sometimes, you know, the softer one in my relationship, mm -hmm. uh, in, in that, you know, I guess sometimes I tend to look at things with a brighter, you know, view, um, just because I've been more cynical and, and looked at things from a darker side, you know, when I was younger. Um, so, okay. and so I, I totally 
it's interesting because that that helped me kind of see the twist coming or like that the twist but like the that plot point where like she when she realizes what is worth living and what is different is is her husband and and how her husband deals with the world mm. so um you know i was reading like a reddit thread on this and i i, I don't think it could be put any better which is this was nihilism versus absurdism like represented at its best right um and you know it was just so incredibly well made the story just moved along the, even the exposition like didn't drag as much as you you know a movie like this could because um i think the daniels did such a good job with with sticking with the rule show don't tell yeah you know and everything was shown to us everything um not only that yeah, so so the, not only that i think that that also the exposition is interspersed yes. within within the movie it's not just one yeah. chunk block of exposition yeah it's not like these are the rules it's like well we're gonna slowly reveal the rules to you you know yeah. so you're still kind of caught in that suspense of it but mm -hmm. in the end it was so much deeper than 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 just your typical you know action science fiction film because yeah. they they really really made it so character centric and um you know and and in the end you know you you even obviously you felt bad for 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 uh i i forgot what the evil version's joy name was jubo was it again do you know i don't remember whatever it was you know the evil empress uh -huh. version you even felt bad for her and you wanted evelyn to save her um and i thought that is that is a triumph when you're able to, to do that where the villain doesn't even feel like a villain anymore, you know? Yeah. Because it's funny because you do start to see you. It, the film does dry, drag you a little bit down that nihil, nihilism, you know, view, and then but then it drags you back to, okay, no, there are things worth living for, and then like the, you know, it's it's the kindness that you experience and that you can give to people. Mm -hmm. So, um, and the more the most important part though richard and why this is the best movie ever is because it referenced my favorite pixar movie of all time in <laughs> <laughs> i love ratatouille and, and 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 it's funny because like you know it really felt like this movie was tailor made for me like i said all the different themes all the fact that they're asian it's asian american chinese american family um and, and you know but when it got to the ratatouille i was like okay uh, i'm done i'm just like <laughs> You won me over. Like, I don't know if I'm able to find a better movie than this because, like, Ratatouille was one of the first movies that made me feel seen. Like, that, I, before then, I didn't have a way to describe how I felt about food. I'm a foodie. I love food. Yeah. But the way that, you know, for those who haven't seen it, there's like a scene that, like, they visualize what it means when, when, when the flavors of wine and cheese mix. And that, that's like the beauty of food to me. Mm. And I was like, Oh, I felt so seen in that moment. And, and then this movie comes along and makes me feel seen on a thousand times. So um, I thought it was, it's, uh, you know, it's the perfect movie for Asian Pacific American history heritage month, which is now. And it's also the perfect mother's day movie that, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to deal with, you know, seeing a, some butt plugging action, um, <laughs> fighting with butt plugs, uh, with, uh, with, with, with dildo shaped trophies, but uh, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, you know, I echo everything that you said. I also want to point out, um, something that was uh, very important to me as a filmmaker is that everything pays off. 
every little thing that they plant in the movie is paid off. Every single ridiculous thing that they point out is paid off at the end. And that is just masterful. I don't think... Even the scene with two freaking rocks and subtitles, that yeah. paid off. It's like yeah. you never felt that emotional about seeing a rock fall off a cliff. Yep. <laughs> you know, after another rock, does, it's like... My goodness, you magnificent bastard, Daniels. Yeah. Well, that is everything, everywhere, all at once, out in theaters right now. If you haven't seen it, please, 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 I can't stress this enough. Go see that movie because it is wonderful. It might be my favorite movie in the last 10 years. All right. That's being with you, Richard. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> well, um, so, okay. So that's that's one of the multiverse movies that we are going, that we were going to talk about. We're probably going to reference it along the way because we have another multiverse movie that we are here to talk about. And it's our feature movie called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, this movie was written by Michael Waldron and directed by Sam Raimi. And here is a brief synopsis. Doctor Strange gets tangled in a battle between good and evil as he tries to keep a multiverse traveler safe from the demons that hunt her. All right, JC. We knew this, this was coming, so go ahead. What do you think about the movie without any spoilers? Well, I think that if you are a big Sam Raimi fan, yeah, you know, of his like Evil Dead and Drag Me to Hell work, I think you will absolutely love this movie because it's basically a Sam Raimi movie made with a massive budget with Marvel as a backdrop. Okay. Um, so for better or worse, that's what it is. Um, for me, I I've never seen any of the other Sam Raimi movies. I've seen clips of it. You know, in preparation for the experience of going into Doctor Strange, kind of see the visual styles and try to have a better understanding. Um, but uh, it didn't resonate with me as much as I wanted it to. And I think that there was a better movie to be made with a better director. Well, not better, but different director. Hmm. Um, because the I don't know if horror campiness works for Marvel movies. I don't know. Or at least the way that they did it, mm, I don't know about that. You know, I think that it, there was a better movie to be made. And maybe Scott Derrickson might have been a better director for that just because I think that he brings a different feel of horror um, than the kind of campy, irreverent uh, version that Sam Raimi brought to the table. Mm, mm. I think another thing that I, I was not as thrilled with with the movie, I think was... Wanda's journey. Mm. I felt like, you know, we went on this entire emotional journey with her through WandaVision, right? Yeah. Seeing her with a family and then getting broken and then having some sense, a little bit of closure towards the end of the end of the series. Yeah. And then suddenly we come back in this and she has full on gone full Daenerys on everybody. And yeah. it, that turn is just, is just, I feel like it wasn't believable or it wasn't, it wasn't uh, served well enough. It didn't serve her character well enough. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and I think that that it kind of does a disservice to to folks who did like WandaVision. But it does an even bigger disservice to people who never saw WandaVision. Because we have to remember, there are a lot of people who probably have never seen these Disney Plus shows. And to them, coming into this movie, the last time you saw Wanda was in Endgame. And she definitely looked like she had closure there, you know, standing there next to Hawkeye and saying, oh, you know, they both do. Like, you know, that was the last thing she said. And suddenly she's all crazy. And, you know, she some somehow she has kids that that she lost or whatever. So I think a better job could have been done for setting the scene there, uh, coming in and then trying to keep her transformation a little bit more contained within the movie itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be my biggest, I think, criticism, even beyond the can't be horror. I think, which is, you know, definitely more of my personal taste, but I think that is a story issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna say right off the bat, I did not like this movie at all, and I know I've been kind of lax on Marvel movies, you know, giving them a pass. I'm looking at you, Immortals, Eternals, Eternal. Look at that! I didn't even remember the name, but look, I think Eternals didn't commit the sin that this movie does, and it's this. This movie was boring. It was so boring. I can't explain to you the level of boredness that I had watching this movie. Halfway through the movie, Hmm. in the second act, my mind just starts wandering, you know. And that's when I start listening to these voices in my head saying, Am I bored? And then I look to my left and I look to my right and my kids are kind of fidgety and they're kind of uncomfortable in the seat. And I go, yeah, this, this is, this is boring. This, I, I'm really not into what's going on right now and neither are my kids. It was just a very unpleasant experience watching a Marvel film that I have never felt before. And... There are other Marvel movies that I dislike more than this one, like The Incredible Hulk, which is a terrible movie. Uh, But this one, I had hopes. Um, I didn't see any of the the previews. I I just saw the, the teaser that they put at the end of, what was it? What was the movie? What was the movie? Yeah, uh, Spider-Man, was it, right? Yeah, at the end of Spider-Man, they put a like a teaser for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, and it sucks, man, because having the word multiverse in your title just brings with it a huge, huge baggage. And I'm talking huge because we experienced a show like Loki that was mm-hmm. wonderful. It dealt with the multiverse. Um, and so they've been kind of prepping us for this multiverse movie. And now we get the movie and it's so bland, so nothing burger. Um, look, before I get into what I didn't like about the movie, I'll, I'll say the things that I liked. Um, the Sam Raiminess of it all was fun. 
um, I I admit I am not a Sam Raimi fan, but there are things that I enjoy. I really liked Drag Me to Hell, like you mentioned. It's a really fun movie, very campy, um, uh, very cool horror elements in it. And so this movie brings in some of that, which I really liked. Um, the production design was really good. Um, the cameos were nice, but they were kind of manipulative, and we'll get to that later on. Um, the fact that there's Latino representation is great. Uh, it's not great how they did it, because they kind of shoehorned it into the entire story, but whatever, and we'll talk about that later as well. Um... What else? Oh, and the payoff of one of the characters that they set up in the beginning. Uh, they paid it off at the end. It was great. That was great. But then you have the visual effects that were incredibly inconsistent in quality. You have the plotting of the movie, which felt just all over the place. Um, the effectiveness of the sanctum and the people who dwell there was terrible. I mean, what... what what the hell was happening there? Uh, I was led to believe that the Sanctum was this awesome place which was almost indestructible. Um, and then, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that this Multiverse of Madness is a fitting title for this movie. And I can't help to compare it to what we just talked about with everything everywhere all at once. Where... The multiverse is everywhere in that movie. In in Doctor Strange, not so much. Not so much. And, you know, it's no spoiler to say that, like you said, there's Wanda's in the show, right? And Wanda's in this, in this movie. Um, and I wasn't a fan either. I, I, I feel you, man, because I felt the exact same thing. It, <sighs> hmm, we're going to get spoilers soon because... This is probably, aside from it being boring, this is probably my biggest gripe with the movie. It's the whole Wanda of it all. Um, so, yeah. Is it my least favorite movie of the MCU? No. But um, it's definitely down there. Definitely down there. And, yeah. I think, I. you know what? I think that... It, uh, what is it? Eternals benefited from the fact that I wasn't in a theater being bored to death. I was in my house and I could pause it and do all that fun stuff. Uh, but, but still, I think that some of the characters in that movie were a lot more relatable than any of the characters that we saw in this movie. Because even mm. even when there is this quote-unquote love story that quote-unquote transcends quote-unquote multiverses, it was just stated that way. We, I, I personally, I didn't experience that um, emotion. Uh, unlike everything, everywhere, all at once, where that emotion permeates the entire movie among all the multiverses. That you go through. Um, it's incredible to think that a movie that cost, what, $25 million? Was it? Something like that? 
Uh, I'm talking yeah, about every, everything everywhere all at once. Has I, I can even count how many multiverses it has because there are moments where it's just flash cutting to a bunch of places. And then this movie that has in the title multiverse of madness. So what are you expecting? It's it's this incredible array of multiverses, right? And we we get three or <laughs> right? Like three or four max? Uh, it's just really, really, really disappointing. Anyway, let's go to spoilers, because I want to talk about some stuff, right? All right, spoilers for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness starting right now. The Illuminati. Let's talk about the Illuminati of it all, because that was that was a fun thing i had no idea what that was uh i wasn't expecting it and it was great when i saw them it was wow this is awesome people in the theater were cheering when reed richards came up uh he looks awesome in in in, in that suit we get some other character that i don't know who he is and we get uh rambo as as uh as the Captain, Mar uh, Captain Marvel. Marvel. And we get uh, Professor X. But my favorite was the first Avenger. I was so psyched when I saw her. That was... She looked so good it was, in that suit, in it live action. Incredible. It just translates so well. It was incredible. You know, after What If, they, you know, in, in What If, they draw her buff and taller and... And I said, mm, I don't know if they could translate this to live action, but man, they nailed it. They absolutely nailed it with that one. It was fantastic. And then they kill them. Seriously. It was, like I said, it was so manipulative. They, they were the quote-unquote Avengers of that multiverse, and they got clobbered by Wanda? Seriously? Um... Captain Marvel got clobbered by Wanda. Give me a, give me a break. No, nope, nope. And it was fun to see them die. It was great to see. What was his name? The guy with the with the echoey voice. Black Bolt. Yeah, that guy. It was great to see him. His brain just explode. That was awesome. Um, and seeing Reed Richards just turn into spaghetti. That was great. And all right, I, I, I buy it. That's fine. That's cool. But, dude, we've seen Professor X literally stop a crowd, okay, of people. He, he just thinks it, and they're stopped. Boom. Done. Um, and we've seen uh, uh, Captain Marvel do incredible stuff outside in space. And they all get killed by Wanda. Nope. No, I'm sorry. But it's, I mean, you're kind of messing with canon here. If, if, if she was able to maybe immobilize them or, or you know, sideline them in some other way. But there was a reason why Captain Marvel was sidelined in Endgame. And it was because she was too powerful. Okay? She was too powerful. And if she was there, she would have just clobbered everybody. 
right? So, yeah. So it just it, I don't know. Maybe in this multiverse they're more nerfed. I don't know. But I, 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 I no, I think you're at, you have to hit on the point, which is like so. I know what they're trying to do with this scene, which is to show just how powerful Wanda has become because of the dark hold. Yeah. But that was not earned yet. Exactly. I think there could have been a better way to show yes. what is it that the dark hold is able to do, right? Um, you know, and the only power the only time we had seen that before that was was at Carmitage. But that was like a melee battle, right? We mm -hmm. didn't see anything beyond that. I mean, like she, you know, traveled through water mirrors and reflections and all that. Yes, but but like I don't know. I, I I didn't buy it, but I think my bigger problem with it was not so much that I didn't buy it. It was that it was gratuitous, I felt. Mm. And any other movie, I felt like I would have been okay with it. You know, like, um, uh, what's that one movie? Um, shoot. Uh, Tara Egerton, uh, gosh, with the suits. I can't believe I don't remember this. Oh, the Kingsman. Right now. The Kingsman. Thank you. In a movie like the Kingsman, that type of violence, I'd be like, this is awesome. You know, like, wow, like this is this is amazing. Like, I yeah. love this visual style. I can't I, I didn't feel like that was something that I was OK with mm. um, because you brought these characters in, you know, that were kind of hinted at before everyone and once once disney bought fox we knew these characters were finally going to come yeah this is the first mcu ex appearances and then you go for whatever subversion of expectations or whatever you, you know you end up killing them i think it's just it's gratuitous and i felt like it was a waste you know mm -hmm. um that yeah. was a cameo for cameo's sake exactly right? and that's and that's which is and that's what i mean when 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 i say that it was manipulative because yeah. One thing is subverting your expectations, like in this uh, DC movie, uh, um, the Suicide. No, I'm sorry, not the. Su the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Is it? What, what was the, uh, second the one? newer one? What's the newer one? With the or without the the? Whatever. The second one. Why you should not call your movies the same name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the second one. The second one starts off. Yeah with a very interesting prologue and by the end of that prologue it has completely subverted our expectations and that's fine i get it mm -hmm. cool for this one there is there is baggage attached to these characters um not only that the casting of john krasinski the the casting of john krasinski has been um has been asked for by a bunch of fans and the fact that he appears finally as Reed Richards in the movie as a as the leader of the Fantastic Four is great and then they just waste him and it's 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 just to create that uh knee-jerk emotion of oh my god she can destroy everyone but like you said it's Definitely not earned. Absolutely no way. N not, n n there is no multiverse where this would be allowed with the knowledge that we have. Okay? Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, 
I enjoyed it in the beginning, and then by the end of the whole Illuminati thing, I was like, whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I probably am a little less harsh on it. Been, I think that it's interesting that you are being as harsh on it, but I think that is kind of just speaking to the quality that we expected from Marvel, right? Mm. We expect there to be a reasoning behind almost everything that's done, right? Not just for entertainment's sake or for fan service sake. And so that was kind of a, a letdown in that you, they, you know, it, it became any other action movie or any other, you know, can't be horror action movie at that point to me. Mm. And I was like, all right, you know, that's what I'll treat it as now, which is, you know, it's just, it's fun, right? I came out of the movie thinking it was fun at least, you know, would I do it again? Probably not. Um, but in the, in the, in terms of, of a being a Marvel cinematic universe movie, I don't know if it lives up to the, to, to that, to that hype. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Some, some things that I liked, I liked, uh, creepy Wanda, like uh, like Reagan from The Exorcist coming out of that portal. That was fun. Um, I was getting Carrie vibes. Carrie, yes, Carrie Wanda with yeah. all the blood splattered. That was that was really cool. Um, the yeah. the zombie Doctor Strange, which was that, that's the big payoff that I was talking about. Um, but then there's the whole Wanda of it all. I mean, the Sam Raiminess. Is it enough to overcome this terrible, terrible plot point? And you nailed it in the head. We saw, we went through this incredible, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, emotional roller coaster in WandaVision. We we went through this grieving process with Wanda. We finally got some dimension to that character. Um, because she wasn't afforded one in the previous movies. And then she suddenly just becomes a one-note evil guy. She's just the bad guy. Without any real explanation, they just say, all right, it's, it's the book. It's the book. Why, why are you? Don't look anywhere else. It's the book. It's the runes. It's the, the the spells, and that's that's it. That's it. And um, it's just diluting something that was so. Uh, it was so rich, with with one division. Um, yeah. And then to to suddenly just give her this nothing. This it's because and 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 that's why I think that this movie suffers. Um, it, and it made me it made me suffer of boredom is because there is no real explanation for the actions that are going on, especially for Wanda. She wants her kids. That's it. And she's bad. That's it. I mean, I think they tried to explain it through through exposition, which clearly, you know, wasn't done well enough, right? She the whole idea is like the dark hole corrupts her. And that it makes her think that she needs to do these things to, A, get her kids from some multiverse where they exist. And then, two, be able to hold on to the powers to jump to multiverses and cure diseases in case their kids get sick or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they tried to kind of explain it, but it wasn't good, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I felt like, 
like I said, you know, there was a better movie to be made, um, which is always, always sad when you can say that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's just that there probably could have been a better way to explain her motivations or to give her better motivations. Now, and this is another thing that, that I agree with you, like kind of took me out of it because when you're watching a movie that's only good and not like amazing, great, like, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once, or even any other Marvel film, which is, you know, more rich, right? I love that word that you use, rich, um, in, in, in its storytelling, you start wondering, okay, you start, I guess, going more into like storyteller mode, which is like, how can this movie be better? And I felt like I was doing that a, a good number of the times. Just like, eh, what could have been better here? Eh, what could have been better here? Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, I'm just like, wow, I'm just like trying to rewrite this entire movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and you know, we haven't really talked about America Chavez either, who has. And you mentioned, you know, yes, Latino representation. She brings a lot to the table. LGBTQ representation as well. But damsel in distress. That's not how you want to introduce a brand new hero, nope. you know, um, nope. and that's how you make and that's how you end up getting a, a, an annoying new character. Um, so unfortunately, I don't think she starts off on the right foot, but hopefully, you know, she gets better treatment in later stories, which Marvel characters tend to do. But I felt like like I didn't know why she needed to be there other than to be a MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was all. Yeah. That, that was all she was. Uh, and it's unfortunate because uh, I think I think she has the chops to pull it off. Uh, it's just her role was poorly written, plain and simple. She was always screaming, uh, always on the yeah. She was the dancer in distress. That was that was it. And then she suddenly knows how to use her powers. You know, yeah. It's yeah, not, it's not by it's not, you all along. Yeah, it's not like uh, it. like Monica Rambeau when when um, you know she gets hit with all this stuff and then she 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 suddenly does the thing right. She discovers that she can do this, but this girl she she knows that she can do this, and since she was a little kid, and she's been trying and she's never figured it out, really. And then all she has to do is listen to Doctor Strange saying, oh, I know you can do it. I know you can do it, girl. And then she does it. No. Nope. No. Well, and before that, there's another big issue I think that I wanna I wanna highlight that I really had. Yeah, which is so they wanted to, you know, kind of contrast the first Doctor Strange. Um, who became the zombie, you know, later on. But yep. in the very beginning, right, he was willing to sacrifice her in order to save the multiverse. Right. right. And then they tried to put that role on Wong when Wong, you know, because Wong was telling Strange when finally it looked like, you know, Wanda was going to win again. Dude, don't and get then, me started like, oh, with you have, Wong. You know, you have to do. Go ahead. Go <laughs> and ahead. it's just like, that is absolutely not what Wong would have done given how he was characterized throughout all these movies that you've seen him in, you know? Um, I'm shaking my head. So. I'm shaking my head because, <laughs> all right, dude, Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, okay? And he does absolutely jack shit in this movie. Nothing. And I get that it's the, the clip for most of it. I get that the that movie is, you know, Doctor Strange, right? It has Doctor Strange 
and the Multiverse of Madness. It's it's Doctor Strange is in the title of the movie, but I was hoping that Wong would finally get to do something, and he it's nothing. Why can't they figure out how to write this guy? I don't get it. I was hoping for more Wong. I, I'm hoping that future writers can be able to figure out this guy because either that or just give the title back to Doctor Strange and make him the Sorcerer Supreme again and just forget that Wong ever had that title. Because right now he's not doing anything. Yeah, it's I and mean, it's Collins goes back to what we were talking about with the the Illuminati, right? So they're trying to take the build up an expectation that you have of these different power levels mm -hmm. that you know they that that they assume that people have an understanding of for example right like the Carmitage folks are supposed to be defending reality against you know dormammu and whatnot so they must be really good at it well here comes wanda she's trying to you know she's more powerful now she can kill all of them oh that establishes power level which just doesn't work you basically have what the story was trying to do was basically take different you know, power levels are previously established from other movies and coming in with the assumption that your general audience is, would understand how powerful, you know, these people are, or these people are, but it just doesn't work because not everyone is as into these movies or into as comics as you and I. And so I don't know, I think maybe, maybe Marvel got a little bit cocky or, you know, maybe hubris came in a little bit. We're like, oh, everyone's seen our movies. You know, we can take this and that from this. Um, and, and, you know, I know a common criticism that was laid against his movie, at least by, you know, critics, which is you're assuming the audience knows too much, right? Going back to WandaVision, going mm -hmm. back to, but even going to these other characters that show up, you know, as Illuminati is like, who the hell watched Inhumans? Nobody did, you know? And so you just have this guy who can like scream and, and kill people instantly. I, it's I, like, I had no well, idea who he was. Is it yeah. I had no idea who that guy was. So, <laughs> yeah, um, he's the king of inhumans. So, sure, whatever that means. I don't even know what an inhuman yeah, exactly. is. Is that like a mutant or something? No, no, inhumans are different. It's actually funny because, so you know how Fox had the rights to the the, the mutants for the longest time, right? Yeah. Um, inhumans actually announced to be a movie at at some point. You know, in Phase Three, I believe, when they did that big event announcing all Phase Three, Inhumans was one of the movies oh, okay. they said they were going to make, but they ended up not making it. Um, and you know, because they got X Men back, so they were trying mm -hmm. to set up within Marvel Comics. The Inhumans is kind of like the big, you know, mutant like team to kind of replace the X Men and not give them as much focus because Fox had the rights. Mm. Um, but you know that kind of all got turned on its head because now you can have X-Men in the MCU. Yeah. But so, but most comic fans, I guess, you know, have probably heard of him or at least, um, you know, have some exposure to the character. There was also a really terrible ABC show that got canceled after one season, but, and, and also it, Anson Mount, you know, was, was the same character in that TV show. Oh, okay. So I guess that's a little, you know, nibbit to the fans. Okay. Um, but you know, fan service, right? Fan service for fan service sakes is just not good storytelling. Um, there's granted, there's definitely a lot of fan service in No Way Home, but every single character that they brought in served the story, like we talked about last mm -hmm. time, talking about yep. No Way Home. So that was earned. That was that was fine. Um, so you know, in that sense, I think that was a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah. 
I really did like uh, seeing Professor X with his original chair and using his original, you know, um, mind reading. Oh, and the music, yeah, the music cue, yeah, 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 from the from the uh, from the animated series, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So, all in all, JC, would you recommend this movie? Uh, I think. Yes, if you just want to go watch a blockbuster, you know, have a good time. Yeah, don't go in expecting too much, mm. you know, which unfortunately is something I used, I would say, of other other franchises. But uh, I guess now, you know, it's kind of this movie, um, which is actually new territory, I think, for a May release for uh, uh, for Marvel Studios, which is unfortunate. But uh, it's still making a lot of money, and I think people are still are still enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I think you and not... I are in the minority here because there are a bunch of people who like this movie. I don't know about minority. Well, yeah, we are in the minority, but you know, there's talks of like this movie uh, being characterized kind of like the last Jedi for 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 uh, Marvel Studios, just how divisive it is. I don't know what's earned that, but um, I don't think but, so. Yeah. I mean, would I go I, watch okay, it again right. in the theaters? No. All right, look, I. I don't like this movie, but I'm not going to go into a fight about it <laughs> like other people did when The Last Jedi came out. I think it's an 87% with the audiences right now. So it's yeah, it's like a B plus. So it's not that yeah. bad. Um, well, before we go, I wanted to talk about the VFX <laughs> because this is a <laughs> this is a movie that has a boatload of money. And there are VFX that look awesome. And then there are ones that are just... How did they allow this to leave the editing bay? I don't... Whoever did this... Um, where they... Uh, where they put the zombie, that rooftop, it just felt... Yeah. Like, have you seen The Room? The movie The Room? Yeah. Okay. It felt like that... <laughs> It felt like when I can see that. I totally can see it. It just it looked horrible. It it looked so so bad. Um, and like that, there are many others. It's it's just so inconsistent. Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is the whole multiverse of it all. <laughs> because, like I said before, what multiverse? Yeah, we we hardly get it's, dude. It's so, so disappointing. After after watching Loki, and and seeing all the the different nuances that you can get in the MCU, because everything everywhere all at once, whatever, that's a different thing, right? That's a different movie. It's a different concept. They have their own thing, but the MCU has already established what their multiverse is like, and then to get this movie that has the word multiverse. In the title, it was just so, so disappointing. Um, we do get that montage, which is pretty dope. I liked it. You know, we, we even get a like a a paint smear type of multiverse, which was cool. Yeah. But we never go into it. We never find out what it is. I don't know, dude. It's... 
just really, really disappointing. That's all I... That's that's where I'm falling, man. This movie was boring and really disappointing. And it's unfortunate because I really wanted to like this movie. I was really hoping that I could get those same... Uh, um, Loki vibes, uh, uh, the same feeling that I felt when I saw Kang for the first time, or I don't know, something like that. How are you going to do a multiverse of madness movie without any mention to Kang? It's like, well, I, I mean, I guess there was one very obscure one. Kang is supposed to be a descendant of Franklin Richards, who's Reed Richards' son. You know, if you're a comic fan, I think you probably caught that in the scene wow. where they talk about it's a deep cut, you know, man, his son or something like that, but. Deep but cut. I feel like, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I we're definitely in agreement here that it was it was a disappointment. Um, I, I like like I said, I still I, I think like when I came out of the theater, I was like, oh, okay, that was fun, but nothing more than that, you know. Um, and I think that again, in the hands of a different director, perhaps a better movie could have been made. That's nothing against Sam Raimi. You know, I think like this is the type of movie you would get when you get Sam Raimi to do mm -hmm. it. And Kevin Feige definitely went and said, hey, Sam, make the movie like you would want to make it. So I respect that in that, in you know, for two movies in a row now, Marvel's kind of been letting these movies be more um, director driven. But, you know, I, I I don't know. It just wasn't for me. And I think that's OK. Right. Yeah. Uh, some Dude, Marvel we movies have are 28 not movies to choose from in the MCU. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, now the problem will be if we get too many of these movies, though, because we this is Eternals and we had Doctor Strange, so um, there's a lot of pressure, I think, on Thor to knock it out of the park in two months. Mm. But Taika Waititi, man, I mean, you know, you don't bet against him. Well, he knows how to I, tell I, stories. I really liked Ragnarok, so yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this one's gonna be cool. All right, so what's what's in the slate? So we have Thor, we have what what other uh, Disney Plus shows? Before we go to the slate, I want to know how that ending with Doctor Strange with a third eye opening, mm -hmm. um, and the mid credit scene, those two, how did that sit with you? Well, first of all, let's acknowledge. That everything, everywhere, all at once, does the whole third eye thing way better. And it does it with a googly eye. Okay? All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about the CG third eye from Doctor Strange. Um, there is nothing in the text of the movie that tells me what this third eye is supposed to be. Um, I really don't care. I think it's supposed to be not a great thing because this is what evil Doctor Strange had when he saw Doctor Strange. And now he has it, and I have no idea what it's supposed to mean. I really like that Charlize Theron is there. She looks great. Purple kind of suits her. So, <laughs> yay. I well, guess. She, goes, she looks good at anything, though. Yeah, but... She dude. looks good at anything, though. Yeah. No, but... Uh, so, so, so illuminate. I'll tell you what I had. Illuminate. Okay, all right. Tell me, tell me, tell me what you yeah. think. Go ahead. 
So at the very end of the movie, we see him kind of in pain when he opens that third eye. And you're and in that moment, you know, they're trying to visually show that there are consequences to using this dark, dark hole, right? But then you go and show the freaking mid credit scene. It's like he already has control over this damn thing. You don't show the struggle anymore. You don't, show, you, you know, like he's like learn to live with it. It's like, okay, where are the consequences that you just try to show, you know, like, like come, you know, try to talk about in the very last scene. And I just didn't sit well with Yeah, me. but okay. All right. I get all that. But what does it mean? I mean, I, because, okay. And I'm sorry. I have to go back to everything everywhere all at once but that third eye in that movie has a purpose and has a meaning and it's very clear it's nothing complicated but it's very 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 clear in every single multiverse that you go into that movie that third eye has a reason to be there um in this movie what what's the whole point i mean why is it so bad Why did he get it? How did it transfer to his face? Um, how did he control it? Why Why does he show it off to this hot chick that comes along and opens a portal? I don't know. I mean, am I supposed to know all of this? I don't. I don't know. No, you're not. But uh, that's something I guess they'll have to tell in Doctor Strange three. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Which I think, which I think is kind of the problem here, right? I, you know, yeah, exactly. You have that face of, oh my god. You know, like I think you can only do the the tag, you know, that leads into something else for so many times before people are like, all right, this is just leading into something else, and you know, there's gonna be another movie six years from now, and I have to wait for that. I, I don't, I don't know. I think that might need to go away, or at least go away for a little bit. I know an end game. People gave huge praise that there was no mid credits or end credit scene. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's something that needs to happen uh, in, in in Marvel movies for a little bit, but <clears throat> have a little bit more of a closure to it. But you know, another thing could be we're just getting old. It's been <laughs> 11 years with these movies. Well, what, no, more than that, 14 years with these movies. So maybe it's time for another generation to to enjoy these movies. Now, I don't I don't think so. I think Thor's going to be fantastic. I think Black Panther um, you know, two should be should be I I'm hoping it's going to be great. I mean, you know, Ryan Coogler got to trust his work. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but if it's not, then I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be as as um diligent about being there on on opening day as I have been for so long. Mm. so we'll see well as long as Marvel doesn't go the way of Star Wars I'm good <laughs> Kenobi looks good we'll see whatever I mean I'm gonna watch it but <laughs> yeah. I'm so jaded maybe you are getting over it um, no dude, yeah. I'm so I mean the book of Bobby was terrible come on that was a terrible <laughs> show uh, yeah, I, yeah I'm just jaded I'll watch the Obi Wan thing, but you know it's interesting. Um, do you think you might have enjoyed this movie more had you not seen everything everywhere all at once? No, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have made a difference, but it didn't help. No, it, no. It, yeah. Look, the script for this movie was just terrible. It's, they they look the whole America thing. 
Not a good way to introduce a character. The quote-unquote journey that Doctor Strange goes through in this movie, they they definitely shoehorn that in um, of a not-caring character, and then suddenly he cares, and you're supposed to go, oh, wow, so he's a, he's a caring asshole now. No. I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it. The whole love transcending multiverses, they can say it as many times as they want. I'm just not buying it. It because it just doesn't translate. They they don't have chemistry, um, and whatever they show us from their relationship in this movie is nothing. So yeah, I mean, script just sucks, and, and and I'm sorry to the guy who wrote it. Um, but it it's just I don't. It's just a He's very come big. After you now, tweeting. And look, and do you know? Do you know? Do you know what? The, the biggest thing that bothers me with this script is that this guy, he wrote for Loki. So he was one of the writers for the show. Mm-hmm. What happened? <laughs> Seriously, what happened? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I think I might have come into having this chat with you today with a better taste in my mouth after Doctor Strange had I not seen everywhere everything all at once. Because that movie, I mean, it, it's hard not to compare, right? They're both about multiverses. Very similar themes. Motherhood, you know, uh, depression. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, trying to overcome that. Uh, but, God, one movie just did it so much better than the other. I will say, though, I enjoyed Elizabeth Olsen's performance as much as I enjoyed Michelle Yale's. So I give her a lot of credit on that. I thought she... It was phenomenal. She killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though they did her character dirty, you still kind of felt for her a little bit, um, especially, you know, when she is in that scene with herself at the very end. And, uh-huh. and she's like, don't worry, they will be loved. Um, and, you know, that was that was one where I kind of welled up, even though it wasn't really earned for this movie. Yeah, I felt like, okay, that was like, that was amazing maybe put her up for an oscar i don't know but you know that was her acting chops so i think the performances saved the movie in in the sense that it could have been a lot worse but at least benedict cumberbatch and elizabeth olsen put on, put on had great performances mm-hmm. um but there's only so much you can do when the vehicle is just not that great yeah so all right jc uh anything do you else? think wanda's dead nah no, there's no body, man. You don't see a body. She's not dead. All right. Uh, so, JC, if you are on social media, what's the best way that people can get to see what you're up to? Yeah, people can tweet hateful things at me at, at BarryBigBird06. Um, ready to argue to death with you that The Last Jedi was great. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Yeah, hit me up. <clears throat> All right. And you can find us on Twitter at Media Review Pod. That's Media R-E-V-U-E Pod. And you can send us emails with questions, comments, and suggestions to MediaReviewPod at gmail.com. Or you can just leave a voicemail by calling 407-603-5847. Please don't forget to subscribe to our feed and rate and review the pod with five stars because that really helps us stand out. Now, there definitely has to be some madness in the multiverse where this movie is any good. But if you find yourself there, hopefully 
Red means stop. Green means go. Taxes have been abolished. And you still have the ability to just breathe. Till next time, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you.